Wednesday, the 21st of December in the year of our Lord, 2022. And it's just coming up to noon here in the UK. Um, our last show, me and Roy, our Welsh wizard for... The, oh no, it's not going to be the, before Christmas. We are going to do another show next week because we've got um, what we're doing here is we like doing a review. It's going to be in two parts, possibly three. We'll see where it goes. Um, we've had such a week. Well, it's been over a week since we last talked. Um, I know that you've been keeping an eye on stuff. We've obviously had the World Cup. Um, there was a lot of symbology there. I, we can touch on Elon with Jared Kushner up there. Um, so much is going on at the moment. Over to you, Mr. Roy Davis. Hi, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Are you ready for Christmas? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at, this st- at this stage of life, it's 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 a pleasant event for children, you know, and young families. But mm. at my age, me and my wife, it's sort of uh, something we can now look forward to in peace yeah. without being there. Uh, on on the go every hour of every day. Indeed. So, Roy, over to you, this review. Where are you starting? I'm really going to start um, a review which will encompass some of the, some of the, uh, you know, I put forward Trump would be coming to power before Christmas. So I have to explain why I put that forward <laughs> and more importantly, why it hasn't happened. But I'd like to, first of all, preface before I go and have a look at the past year I had to preface what the state of play is in regards to um, the good you know the good guys and the cabal uh, I've made it clear for a number of years now that the cabal is defeated um, when I say that if it's in a meeting or if it's, uh, I'm talking to a group of people they can't wait to come in and say you know they're defeated doesn't seem much like defeat to me, Roy. Yeah, I know. If if they would if they were defeated, you know, why in hell are we not doing anything about it? Do you really think that the good guys are allowing people to die of the kill jab? Yeah, yeah, that's all um, I hear as well, Roy. I can, I can, I, I feel your pain. Well, it's not really, it's not really my pain. It's their pain because, yeah, in a in in a sense, I don't, I don't actually. Uh, I don't see it from that point of view, and I'll try and exp- I'll try and explain it. Uh, <clears throat> one of the Q's very first posts in the first hundred or so posts, Q makes the point that uh, the first stance that, uh, for the 2016 election was that the military, not just in America, but globally, would come to power, would uh, not risk another POS, satanic POS, becoming the president in America. But Trump came along and he marvelously fitted fitted the bill. Now, why was it? Why is it you know, that they didn't use the military? Well, Q, Q makes it clear. And really, you don't need Q to answer the question. If you had martial law, instituted, even now, in many of the countries of the world, what would you get? You probably have civil wars. I'm not just talking about America now. But if you think about China, and I, I'm going to touch in a bit more depth in China, but you, that would be not just a civil war, 
that would take place in China. But there would be an indeterminate time limit. It, wouldn't, it probably wouldn't happen in one country, and that's Russia and possibly India. They're the, the only two that would be able to stand away from the morass, but they would get sucked into it. So what would that mean if the good guys made an early attempt or an attempt now? Well, the attempt now can be put into, I'll have to deal with that, I will deal with it, but if they had made that early attempt in 2016, say, then it would have manifested all over the world into, the, into civil war because the mass of humanity wouldn't have understood why the military would have done it. The cabal's liberal uh, wing were dominant, and they would have prefaced it as a yeah, military dictatorship on a world scale. Let's go. We've got to stop it, etc. And They would have split the forces, the military forces, and they probably would have got the upper hand. But they would have been defeated. But my point is this. This would, have been, this would have been no small event. This would have been something that would have raged for years. You would have seen a fundamental dislocation of the world economy. It would have taken decades to get back to where they once were. Now, let's, let's come forward. Let's come to, into the present day. Is that threat still there to the same degree? No. Trump played a magnificent role. 45 played a magnificent role. And uh, we know now, although the election was stolen, it was meant to be, so that the resident could do exactly what he's doing. And I, sh I should state at this point now about Q. Q is American-centric. And, and that is rightly so. But remember, the Q team, the Anons, 45, and all patriots, we believe in a unipolar world. We believe in the national sovereignty of individual nations. Their right to determine what they do and where they go. Their right not to be interfered with. And it's in that sense that there are very, very few uh, drops dealing with any of the countries outside the WCCC. And even the WCCC countries, it's only Five Eyes, Britain, and a couple of countries. In general, Q keeps away from it. And that had to be, and that had to be the way. But it, it also doesn't give us a true picture of what's taking place globally. And much more importantly, it gives what I call American spectacles to the truthers. And therein lies a very serious danger. Because you must... America plays the pivotal role. Donald Trump plays the key role for humanity. But you cannot negate what is taking place on the planet itself. And Q answers that question, where he explains that there is much disinformation in the Q drops. But at all times, he urges the anons to make their own decisions, their own judgments. Yes, to read what, he puts, read what Q puts down, 
but to check it out, to see if it fits the given scenario you're putting forward. And in that light, it's where we are at now because all the events are being teed up. I know that in Liberty Tactics, we cover pedophilia. We covered the crooked elections. We've covered uh, Ukraine, the tapes. Lou, you've interviewed quite famous people on the other side of the Atlantic. I'm very blessed, actually. Very, very blessed, Roy. Definitely. And, it's, and all that has given a much wider perspective to your viewers. And we're going to need that. And I'll, explain, I'll try and explain why. A correct economic perspective in the short term gives you the advantage of foresight over astonishment. Now, the developments that are going to take place, and nothing can stop them, will mean, as I've highlighted many times before, that the WCCC countries will fall. Their currencies will fall. And that the BRICS plus countries, the East, if you like, will go from strength to strength. But we know that there's going to be a scare event. And the BRICS countries, the East, will be built up as the bogeyman, as the opposition. And to a certain degree, 45 will have to go with it until such time as he comes back in power. And even then, remember, he'll be the, he'll be the great placator. He's the one who will have the ability to steer the whole world into a harmonious uh, future. But that's not yet in play, as it were. So it's not, it's not an, easy, uh, an easy issue to explain. Now, the plan, is it set in stone? No. It's definitely not set in stone. By that, I mean that if you look at a plane, taxiing on a runway. Sometimes the plane taxis, but it decides it's not going to take off. I think if you transfer the plane as, as, as the White Hats, go in for, to remove the cabal, if you like, bringing the storm upon us, I think that plane has taxied a few times. But the decision has been made not to go forward because ultimately... Q and the team know far better what the consciousness of the masses on a global scale is. And I find it interesting. You know, I thought that Trump would be back in power for Christmas. And I base that not on wishful thinking, but on some of the events and developments that were taking place globally. And particularly some of the statements coming from the key players, the good guys. Let's not forget, in the last three or four months, Donald Trump himself predicted that Taiwan was going to break out. Now, Taiwan, so the Chinese invasion of Taiwan, will be the start of the World War Three scare event and will bring, start the downfall, not just 
of the deep state in 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 America, but also in China. I'm going to come back. I will come back and develop that point. But we had Taiwan. We had 45 talking about the precipice that we were on the precipice. He mentioned it in speeches, in rallies before the midterms, on the midterms. General Flynn in September, October, three times said he doubted whether the midterms would take place. My point, I was more emphatic. I said they wouldn't. So you had a situation where it looked as if it was a go, but then we stepped back. Now, have a look at the result in Georgia. In Georgia, Herschel Walker loses to the incumbent. Uh, I've forgotten the guy's name, the pastor. He loses anyway, but Georgia's a red state. Within a half an hour, Herschel Walker concedes. He concedes because it was run fairly. And then you have the situation in Britain where Hancock goes on to uh, some, uh, some jungle program. Celebrity, and yeah. Celebrity. Celebrity. And everywhere, every truth that I talk to, <laughs> every uh, anon, you know, I think somebody said to me, quick bet, you make a fortune, pile it on, that bastard's out first. Hmm, I wasn't so sure about that. I didn't watch it in its entirety. I did watch snips of it, especially when my wife called me down when he was on. But I wasn't sure he would get removed. And what happens? He not only doesn't get removed, but he's in the final three. And in a sense, they are snapshots of what the consciousness of the people is at a given moment in time. Now, the Anons were staggered. You know, I had the Anons saying to me, yeah, well, the vote is fixed. It's fixed. I'm not sure. Yeah, most votes are fixed, by the way, but I'm not sure that it was fixed to the extent that Anons think it was. I think that he got an echo. I think he's an odious individual who was able to charm. Uh, it had a charm offensive. It looks like it was quite successful, but it gives an indication that the masses themselves still haven't seen through the basics. In other words, the shock treatment needs to be applied. Did you look at the article I put up, Roy? Sorry for jumping in there. Where that he says he's going to focus on a sister dying after he came out the jungle. No, I. It was in the Mail, the Daily Mail, and he's giving up politics so he can focus on assisted dying. Well, he's got a great experience in assisted That's exactly dying. It. Yeah, exactly. But if it. Yeah, I, you know he has, but if it, the consciousness is is not is not really there at this moment in time, but I think that that jet has been on the runway, and it's one of the reasons why I thought this could be it. But it was I took that in conjunction with the financial developments and the global economy that were taking place, because you should ex- I should explain. For a while, I've put forward that there are two warring camps. They're not warring camps. Well, they are, yes. Mm. There is the uh, BRICS East camp, and then there is the WCC. Now, the WCCC, the Western Cabal control countries, have a fiat currency, which is backed up by nothing. Yeah. Whereas the BRICS, well, 
They have control of the world's commodities, energies, and they have the physical God. They have the support of the overwhelming majority of human mankind. And it's a bit like an, ice, uh, an iceberg, you know, the bricks. You, see, you only see a small bit, but I think now that they, uh, they really have consolidated their, uh, their basis on a global scale. If you're living in a third, fourth, or fifth world country, and you have to make a judgment call on whether you would go with a unipolar world, world put forward by Putin, who's seen as a hero, by the way, in these countries, who promises uh, the right of nations to self-determination, no domination of any state through, uh, through, uh, through, through the means of, uh, like, like the WCC, like America uses, and favorable trade agreements taking into account the state of the economy and what, what the needs and requirements of the individual nation are. Well, that's just words. But to the mass of the third and fourth and fifth world, they saw what happened when Saddam Hussein said, well, I'm going to sell oil in euros or go, I'm, I'm partial euros and gold. Bang. He was taken out. Iraq was put back into the Stone Age. But a much better example is that of Muammar Gaddafi. Gaddafi was a leader loved by his people. And he tried, he tried to use his gold, which he had great reserves of based on the oil, rich oil. He tried to use that so that Africa could monetize its failing currencies to gold, thereby exposing the dollar and, and getting proper return for the goods and commodities that the dollar, the worthless dollar, was, was ripping off the African continent. Now, we all know how it ended. Unfortunately, in his dying days, just before it took place, Muammar Gaddafi gave a warning to Putin. And his warning was that if they get me, then they're definitely going to come for you. They understand your, yours is a very rich country. It has oil, gas, gold. It's one sixth, just under one-sixth of the world's surface. They'll be coming for you. And that's exactly what, uh, what has taken place. So what has been the reply of the BRICS countries? Well, they were not dormant during the period that 45 was in power. But 45 paved the way for them. How did he do that? Well, 45 said, much like Putin. All nations have the right of self-determination. He actually said that we're not going to interfere in other countries. I'm going to stop these wars. I'm going to withdraw the troops. We have no rights to do this. And he did it. And that facilitated an enormous opportunity for the BRICS countries to build the Belt and Road Initiative. It gave them the time they needed to go into these countries to work out trade deals to assess the commodity situation, to look at what, required, what was required. And Trump was well aware that this was taking place. That was part of the plan itself. Now, when you come, the Trump, yeah, 
is robbed of the victory in 2020. What happens? The BRICS countries make an about turn. From the coalescing with Trump, the friendly relationships, the visits of Trump to China, to Russia, little Kyung-yung, uh, whatever his name is, in uh, the little man in, uh, in North Korea, Trump had that bonhomie with these leaders because he was clear. He didn't want the globalists. He attacked the World Trade Organizations. He left the WEF. He smashed the, anti- the global trade deals. In other words, he was with them. He was with them. It was part of the plan. But the moment Trump left, then bricks come into play. They come into play. They come in to challenge the hegemony of the dollar. They come in to openly challenge the cabal. Now, I'm not going to go through every dot and comma or stick in place, but some of the reasons why I thought that we, Trump would be there now would be the statement by Putin and Xi in the June of this year, where they announced that they are going to introduce a new currency between the BRICS and friendly countries for trade. And when I say friendly countries, it's the equivalent of, you know, the Americans' most favored nation status. Although for BRICS, that doesn't exist. They don't have that outlook. Now, that is a mortal threat to the WCC. Why? Well, as I mentioned earlier, their financial assets far outweigh their productive capacities and their manufacturing capacities. The debt, the debt-based monetary system is about to fall. The assets on all the banks now are corrupted by the dirty derivatives. And I'm going to move away a minute. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to mention, you can see the change nature from 10 years ago to now. Many mm. people will have seen The Big Short, the film The Big Short. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into details about The Big Short, but it's, everybody knows that what happened was that Michael Burry, through a debt instrument called Credit Default Swaps, effectively bet that the mortgage-backed security market would fall. He bet it would fall, and the banks gave him odds of 25 to 1 that it wouldn't fall. Now, he had to pay on a monthly basis if it didn't fall, and there was a time span set on it. But it fell. It fell, and he made nearly a billion pounds, I think. But travel on, 16 years. Now, Michael Burry puts tweets up on Twitter, and then he takes them down. He's been somebody who's always been in front of events. What do I mean by that? He said, look, this this is going to happen. That's going to happen. That hasn't happened directly on point. But it has taken place sometimes a bit later in the day, as it were. But Burry, a couple of years ago, said the system is finished. The bomb market will crash. The system is finished. There are bubbles everywhere. He highlighted the bubbles. He explained the bubbles. But here's the point. What did Burry do 10 months ago? Mike, you would have thought that this man who made hundreds of millions, maybe a billion or so, would then short these bubbles again 
to make money. It's easy money for him. What takes place? He makes the decision that he is withdrawing all his money from stocks, bonds, and real estate. He's taking it all out. And he took it all out. And he was asked, do you still have any shares on the stock market? Yeah, he said, in two prisons. The rest of his money, he states himself, is in commodities. Now, Michael Burry, in other words, was saying, I could short it. Problem is, it's all collapsing. I would just be losing capital. And if I won, they'd be paying me in useless paper, which I couldn't do anything with. So in good season, I'm taking my money and I'm investing in commodities and precious metals. Now, that's not just Michael Burry. If Michael Burry was alone in doing that, you could put a question mark. All the players, all the big players are doing it. From, from, from Rick Rule to Berkshire Hathaway, all of them. The central banks, the big money players are pulling out. They're getting the pressure metal, precious metals, gold and silver. They know it's all about to collapse. Now, what can collapse it? Well, there are a number of things that can collapse it. And one of those would be a currency, a new currency, put forward by the BRICS plus countries. That would be a mortal blow because it would be based on gold, commodities, and currencies. So how would it be a mortal blow? Well, it's simple. At this moment in time, even though there are sanctions, they're being got around left, right, and center, and they're very ineffectual, as I'll come to. At this moment in time, you still have the hegemony of the US dollar as the reserve currency. Once that is removed, then all you have, not just in America, but in all the Western cabal-controlled countries, are currencies that are backed up by nothing. What does that mean? It's quite simple. When they go and try and buy some commodities or some goods or some energy or whatever of China, Russia, India, Turkey, what, whatever, the, uh, the Middle East, It'll be, no, we don't accept paper money that's worthless. So you're not getting anything. You'll have to supply us with either gold or com other commodities that we lack. Now, the general problem is there that they don't really lack commodities in the BRICS. And we're waiting now on one event in the BRICS countries. She, it was laughable, by the way, she went to the Arabs, uh, uh, to the Arabs. He met MBS in the June of this year, again in June. MBS had agreed that he will, he will accept Yuan for oil. So he meets them a week or two back. It's not just MBS he meets, he meets the whole shebang plus the North African oil-producing countries. And he does deals around the board, which we don't know of yet, but he leaves MBS with the statement that I will be paying in yuan. MBS doesn't reply. 
Once that link is done, once, and it will come because we know that come May to June of this year, you're going to have upwards of 12 or 13 countries applying to join, who've applied to join BRICS, which are going to be accepted. Once, they, once this is done, Russia and China have de-dollarized. Don't deal in dollars. India and Russia don't deal in dollars. But once the circle is done with the Middle East, don't deal in dollars, then you're ready for the new currency. You're ready for the implementation of the new trading currency. And they will encompass, as I've said, I believe, I know, because at the same time this conference was taking place, the resident had a meeting of the African nations in Washington, and it was a disaster. He was rebuked. He wasn't, because he left. But his Secretary of State was rebuked immediately by the South African representative, BRICS, South Africa, who says, you can't treat us like you used to. You can't talk to us or think that you can and get away with the tricks that you've done in the past. Why? Because when it was just Libya, when it was just Iraq, when they had twice the firepower and five times the military capability, the US, the cabal could go in. Not now. That doesn't exist anymore. They now face Russia and China, who have twice the power of the American military, that have hypersonic IBMs, of which America, well, be careful, you're under the resident, doesn't have, but for 45, they'll be there. But they don't have it. So it's not an issue now of taking any individual country. No. BRICS are going to be like NATO with a difference. You touch one of our own and we're coming for you. But look what they've got in their arsenal. Never mind the hypersonic missiles. Never mind the mass military. They've got the basic commodities, the stuff you have to live on. In China, they have the workshop of the world. The man and what's happening? China now is waking up out of slumber. It's now starting to mobilize the industrial engine that it is. And once it does that, what takes place then? Massive, a massive increase in oil. Increase in the price of oil. What will that do? <laughs> you can imagine. So all these things are taking place. And I mentioned the Belt and Road Initiative. It's not an initiative, by the way. It was an initiative 20 years ago, 25 years ago. It's nearly completed now. And it's not an exercise in infrastructure Road, rail, sea, and air. Yes, it incorporates those, but in every one of those, I think it's 142 countries, I would say that 90% of them have struck very big deals with Russia, with Turkey, with China, with India. And these aren't deals which pauperize them, which run them down. As a matter of fact, the African nations told Biden they were delighted with the deals that they're getting off the BRICS countries because it looks after them and their people. They're not being tricked. They're not being forced to do things. And that's the music of the future. And it's the very near future. And de-dollarizing. De-dollarizing is faster paced now. It's at a level 
again, it's like the iceberg. What you read in the media uh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. nothing to what is taking place. So you have now the control of the big countries. That will be, and for five years, those five years I mentioned, they built up. Now, in reality, they run the show. I've likened it. Bricks, if it were a house, is finished all by the punch list. A punch list is uh, small little things that you see wrong with the house that you put right just before you sell it. In other words, this is virtually the finished product. And when I mention the Western cabal-controlled countries, what are two years it's been for the resident? What are two years it's been for the cabal? They are absolutely exposed now. It's the early days of the exposure, but all the cards are coming out onto the table. Look at Biden's green agenda. <laughs> Biden's green agenda is alienating millions of Americans. You've got Ukraine. We now find out that American troops, specialists, are going into Ukraine to try to show them how to use the Patriot missiles. This has echoes of Vietnam. Yeah. These are echoes of Vietnam. So the Americans are sending in Marines and specialists to assist them. It will be a disaster. It will be an unmitigated disaster. Nothing can stop Putin. Nothing can stop the Russian military. Really? All the guns are in his chamber again. It's going to ramp up in the next period. Then you have the Inflation Reduction Act. The Inflation Reduction Act. It should be called the Hyperinflation Act. And look at the sanctions. They're an absolute disaster. And what's happening with sanctions? I mentioned on this show a week or two back that Schultz and Macron at the WTO ignored a request for a meeting with Biden, went over to the Chinese delegation in their hotel, sat down, and tried to do deals on oil and energy. Now, Xi at the time agreed, but then December the 5th came in, and Putin said, nobody's going to sell oil or energy, where it's Russian-sourced, to these countries that supporting sanctions. And I said at the time, well, that's just negated what they thought was a good deal. Now, what happened yesterday? Schultz and Duda got hold of Transnest and Rosatom and said they wanted to sign agreements for oil. And they did. And they did sign agreements for Russian oil. Wow. So now you have a serious split, which is there. What is the, what is the concomitant of the split? Either the EU falls apart in desperation and poverty, under the heel of America, or it breaks, it fractures, where separate countries do deals with Russia. That's what's taking place at this moment in time. They are going to pay a hefty bit more than $60 a barrel. But they're incurring penalties, penalties to the U.S. How does that work? 
to US for charging four times the real price for LNG because they couldn't get energy. They decided to get energy, if you like, ignore the sanctions at a fair price. And now they're inquiring penalties. It takes some believing. So the, w, the WCC countries have a volcano of debt. They have a disabled productive economy, productive capacity. Germany's virtually on stop. America is a mass importer of goods. They're the most indebted country in the world. If you take their outside dollars being held, the game's over. And we're beginning to see the end. We know that the end is in sight. The blowing up of the Nord Stream pipelines, the huge increase in the cost of living in the masses, petrol, heating, eating, inflation, the stagnation that's taking place now in society. This is the small wave. Let's make this clear then. The WCCC currencies are falling. Inversely proportional will be the increase in living standards of the BRICS, particularly now with China is cranking up its, its uh, manufacturing capacity. All that we talk about when we talk about the children, when we talk about ballot rigging, when we talk about Hunter Biden, Ukraine, all of that is in the minds of the masses. But when it becomes identified in the destruction of their living standards, in the increase in poverty and squalor that will be all around them, then it will take on a different connotation. It will allow the masses to join the dots, the very people that, pr that propagate these evil crimes are the people who run, own, and control the issuance of money in the WCC countries. Once that is made, once that connection is made, that, I believe, is, is takeoff time. Are we, far, are we far away from it? Well, you could say that I was far away from it. But as I said, what I've outlined here was my theorizing that we would now have the statement that would have been seen on Twitter, the storm is upon us, with the deep, deep, deep state being overthrown. I add, I made a mistake. Now, I criticize openly on my platform on Royboy17 on Telegram, many truth of platforms, in that they fail to see the role of bricks, and I've outlined the reason why. But do not forget that Q points out that Xi, Putin, and others could well be working with Trump to overthrow the New World Order. Who are the others? MBS, Modi, Erdogan, Morsi, literally everybody outside the WCC. So effectively, there were a number of things that we did get right. We saw the development of an economic world based on sound money that would follow the right of nations to determine their own futures. We saw and acknowledged and knew that Russia was free of control, probably the only country in the world at the moment of the deep state, and in a dominant financial position. It had control of its money supply. 
Now, many of the economists and the good people were looking at the economy and now stating the difference between the WCC countries, the economies, and the East, the BRICS economies, is that the governments control the banks. No. What they're really saying there is, in the BRICS economies in the East, what they're stating is that the governments control the issuance of money, credit, and loans on behalf of the people. That it's not in private hands. Never forget, never forget the remark of Nathan Rothschild, who owned and controlled the Bank of England after 1820. And he stated, the man who controls Britain's money supply controls the British Empire. And I control the British monetary, uh, the British money supply. Well, nothing has much changed up until about up until about ten years ago, and everything has changed. Now I mentioned, I'm coming to a conclusion here. I mentioned my uh, weakness in regards to an appreciation of the analysis of the power of the deep state. I highlighted last week, the week before last, Xi's removal of Hu Jintao, Li Bang, and the death of Zhang Zemin. See that as Zhang Zemin was Bush. Hu Jintao can be likened to uh, McCain. And a small point here, but the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, did put out reports why they were removed for the organ harvesting, for the sale of blood, for the genocide of peoples. But it's very interesting that the fake media, which have attacked the CCP directly, by the way, in many, in many respects, for the atrocities, now does not want to have a look at the CCP reports. It does not want to discuss the removal of the key players other than that they're gone. Why? Here in comes the rub. Here in comes what I fail to take into proper account. I'll explain. She is inaugurated by that, the controlled demolition of the CCP. CCP. China, as I mentioned, is a major nuclear power. But Q also stated on a number of occasions that the CIA controlled North Korea. And they've controlled it ever since the Second World War or the Korean War. That was a huge platform for the CIA into the Chinese Communist Party. Now, they didn't directly look to overthrow the Chinese Communist Party, but to get control of it. That's the point. And when we talk about the Chinese Communist Party, <laughs> this isn't a party of 360-odd thousand people like the British Labour Party or the Republican Party. No, there's 100 million in the Chinese Communist Party, and there's 100 million more that want to get into it. Why? Because once you're on that gravy train, you're made, you're made for life. Now, it's that gravy train which the CIA got into. 
which they utilized. And I also said that I believed the likes of uh, Hu Jintao, the Ben, where the atrocities have taken place, they would be the CIA strongholds. They would support that type of, uh, that type of development. So what then is the most likely development? Well, you can understand the deep state in America. A battle would be the two to three million people. It would be a quickly won battle. Even if it went into civil war, that wouldn't be a great loss of life. But upwards of 150 million people, 200 million, big percentage deep state, a big percentage in the institutions of the state, the military. No, she has control, but they have vast swathe of control as well. That would be a disaster. So when we talk about the deep state being defeated, not offering a threat, it's not just in America. It's not just in Britain. As a matter of fact, China has the biggest deep state on the planet. Now, when they say Chi, oh, you've got uh, Klaus Schwab. Yeah. He's, he's sort of uh, enamoring himself to Chi. But do not forget what Soros did in 2017. Chi was a traitor to globalism. He was a traitor to the New World Order. Two years previously, he decried Putin for the same thing. So, this, so the situation is now, I don't know how the land lies in China with the bureaucracy. I'm not informed, neither do I know how it lies in America. Much is supposition of what you read in the press and the media. But I still maintain that we are close, on the cusp of getting rid of this monstrous cabal globally. So this is a time where we shouldn't be fearful. For I've mentioned, we've won. We've won this fight long ago. The only reason we can't take action is that the mass of humanity isn't yet fully aware. We're going to get that in the next period. The scare event of World War III well, with the defining moment, I believe, with the CCP, Deep State CIA. We got all to play for, and we shouldn't at all be downhearted. Next week, I'll put forward, not when Trump will come back to power, that's for sure. That can happen anytime. The game's open there, but I've learned, if you like. But what the likely trends are going to be in the first few months of the year, because they're going to be explosive. Anyway, with that, Lou, I've meandered on a bit too long, and I'll leave it there. Brilliant. Fantastic, Roy. Um, there was so much I wanted to touch on, but we'll do that maybe next time. Um, so much going on at the moment. As you said, everything is picking up very, very quickly. It's all seemed to be intensifying at the moment. Um, but, yes, let's do this again next week. Um, thank you so much, Roy, for all you do. And you have a very Merry Christmas. 
I know it's been a tough year for you and the family, and uh, we just wish you all the best. But we will speak to you in between Christmas and New Year anyway for part two. Well, well best wishes to you, Lou, and the family, to Rick, for the marvellous work that you do. For Not for the financial reward, that's for sure, <laughs> but, but for the great work in bringing forward the issues to people. And I'd also like to thank all the people who listen to this program, yes. who listen to this podcast. Loyal. Thank, loyal. And by the way, uh, if they've got any questions, they should send them into the Liberty Tactics website. Put your questions in and we'll try and address them. But my last appeal will be for Lou and Rick. It's a hard year. It's going to get worse. But we need the materials. We need to have the proper equipment. Finance is the sinews of war. Our enemies, the cabal, they don't have to worry. They own the printing press. We're looking for the 50 pences and the pounds and the two pounds. Every donation is enormously appreciated. But we have to. We're asking for a Christmas box for Liberty Tactics. Yes. I don't believe it's much to ask for. So this time when I come on the program ne next week, it's the first thing I'm going to ask Lou because we've got to get this issue cleared up. Otherwise, I make it clear there will be no liberty tactics. It will stop. Anyway, on Which that note... Says, we will keep fighting on. Every month something happens, God intervenes, and we get the money to keep up on the platforms because obviously Mixcloud we don't use anymore because they were charging a lot of money. We're on other platforms. But we've got server issues. Roy pays... Uh, Rick pays... Rick ridiculous money so we can have zoom and he does lend it out to people if they need to do a zoom longer than 40 um obviously pcp and jeff jason need it. anyone who needs it we've got the adobe the whole adobe premiere pro uh so rick can do his little videos we've now got the drone so the plan is in the new year that we're going to be out a lot more on the roads oh, it's a lot easier for me now because my son's 17. My daughter's going to be 22. And when I started this, she was only nine. Um, how mad is that? Come um, so, yeah, we're going to be trying to get out and get to more places. Obviously, we're waiting for to hear back from the judge regarding the RSE in schools uh, and PCP Wales. Myself and Catherine, and I do believe Rick, are going to be on a sponsored podcast then we're really humbled that they were inspired by myself and Catherine they're not they're not going for the full 30 hours like myself and Catherine did though they're doing 12 um and they're doing a sponsored podcast PCP Wales and that is kicking off tomorrow at noon so uh, myself Kat and Rick are going to be popping in throughout the day I know Rick's made a uh, an outtake video of mine and Kat's best bits when we start giggling. So that should be quite funny. But yeah, we're looking forward to that. And uh, anyone who hasn't supported Public Child Protection Wales, please, if you can, do so. So that's it from me. I'm going to be back tomorrow. We have got the wonderful Deborah Williams, Pastor Deborah Williams. She was on last week and she very kindly said she would come on and talk about the Christmas story, even though we know it's not his official birthday and it was adopted, et cetera, et cetera. But it is a time to celebrate the life of Jesus Christ. So 
two fingers up to truthers who start complaining that we're celebrating Christmas, we're celebrating the life of Jesus and trying to keep the magic alive for our younger children because they've got so much nasty stuff out there. I think a bit of escapism into a land where there's there's pixies and there's gnomes and there's reindeer. I think that's absolutely okay. And I know one thing, I wouldn't mind being in that land. Anyhow, that's it. LibertyTactics.co.uk and publicchildprotectionwales.org. And Roy's Telegram, RoyBoy17 on Telegram. And Roy, are you still banned from Truth Social or suspended? Uh, they haven't come uh, They did come back to me and said they put me on no problem at all. Yeah. Thanks very much for it. But I have asked them to please send me. They, had a, they, they said that they had a discussion, they had a report. I asked them for the report in regards to natural justice. I said, I'd like to see it, to see what I uh, transcribed and what I went wrong. Yeah. Um, they're not prepared to give that. So I've now got to try another way to get it. Maybe it's a bit better. I don't want to send it, ask for free information on them. But I feel that they should furnish me with the evidence. Yeah. Well, Roy, thank you so much. And we'll talk again next week and have a very, very Merry Christmas. You can hate me, try to break me, talk me down and denigrate me. You can try to silence every word, but I will not be leaving quietly. Smart me, you can shame me and try to blame me. You can do your best to shut me up, but I will not be leaving quietly now. I won't leave, I won't leave, I will not be leaving quietly. I'm gonna stand here and I'll fight for every word. I'm gonna shout the truth until you know it's heard. Last of me, but I will not be leaving quietly.